Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're listening to Season 2 of Gotham Coach. The show that doesn't believe in boasting and bragging, so we won't mention the 4,000-plus downloads and the fan base that stretches over 50 cities and 30 countries around the world. Because that would be doing too much. Now, here's your host, the mayor of the Four Point Island, Tyrone Smith. Yeah. 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 Hey. Boys back in the building, and I'm proud of myself, man. What was the last episode? I think it, it, it hasn't it hasn't been that long. It hasn't been that long. I think it has been a couple weeks since the last episode. So for me to be back on the mic, putting together another one in such short amount of time, um, I am very very proud of myself. First of first things first, let me um. Let me start off by saying welcome to uh, season two, God of Coach. Um, I miss you guys, even though it's only been what it ain't been that long. I don't think it's been that long, but I missed you guys nonetheless. Um, man, man, it's been um, it's been an interesting, long, hard road uh, that I've been on. Um, the past couple weeks, man, it's been, it's been tough, but you know what? In the midst of the, in the midst of your storms, you always going to find solace and, 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 and perspective on everything that you go through. You know, you, you always going to find something positive in the, in the midst of all the negativity that you go through. Um, and that's kind of what I went through. First things first, three bell salute for my cuz who passed away and we just, uh, we just had his, uh, memorial service, um, last Saturday. So three bell salute for, uh, big cuz, um, that was, a that was a tough one. Not, not so much because of the fact that it was a passing, um, we kind of all go through, uh, we're all going to go through situations where we're going to lose somebody in the family or you're going to lose somebody who really means a lot to you, um, who had a, a, a impact on your life that a lot of people may not understand. But um, it was just so hard because of how it affected so many, so many of us. You know, it was it was it was one of those unexpected type things, man. Um, it was one of them things that everybody just kind of going on with day day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when I found out the news, I was actually in the barber shop, um, getting ready to get a cut, and um, I seen the news, and you know, um, it was surprising. You you just don't certain situations like that. You just don't want to believe. You just don't believe it, and, and you trying to find every every uh excuse for it not to be true. Um, but for me, in terms of me, it was just hard because 
that was the first time I ever had to break news to like, you know, people that I love. You know, normally when people pass, um, you know, I'm always getting, I'm always the person that the news is getting broke to, and um, you know, so it was tough being on the the other end of the spectrum, having to break news to to people to let them know um, what had happened. I didn't even know how to do it. It was just so tough, you know. It's tough to, you know, tell, you know, like for example, it was like my mom. It was it was tough to tell her that, you know, what was going on. I struggled with how to say it. You know, I didn't want to say it because, you know, I ain't want to. Sometimes you don't want to. You don't want to speak of anything, and come to find out that maybe, you know, maybe you overspoke at the particular time. It's not what what you think it is so i didn't i was trying to be cautious of not saying just come blatantly coming out and saying it but at the same time letting her know that you know something was wrong and um you know she kind of she took she took it she took the whole thing kind of hard just because um you know of their relationship they were so close and i know how it is when you have close relationships with with cousins because you know how i have very good relationships with a lot of my cousins um, and I know how I would feel if one of the cousins that I grew up with, you know, was to, you know, was to, was to pass on. So, you know, she took the news kind of hard. Um, you know, so I had to be, uh, a consoler, you know, to let, you know, to, to give her, give her a shoulder to cry on and, you know, you know, it, it was, the whole thing was tough. It was, it was tough. So, you know, um, um, I grind on, you know, one thing about, one thing about my cousin, man, you know, he, he was one of them people that, you know, it, it, it wasn't no feeling sorry for yourself, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't no feeling sorry, you know, you can, you get, you get the tears out, you get whatever emotions that you got to get out, but at the end of the day, you know, you still gotta, you still gotta push forward, you still gotta move through, you still gotta grind, you still gotta make things happen, um, and, you know, put, not necessarily put the, the 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 negativity um behind you but use that 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 hurt and that pain to to you know to motivate you to to do something to do something great and um i ain't gonna front like i like i felt it like like me personally like i felt it like yeah i really really felt it um you know, just because, like I said, you know, like I like like I have been saying from the beginning, you know, my my growing up, my upbringing, you know, I don't have, I didn't have the the normal the normal upbringing in terms of, you know, growing up with, you know, um, you know, in a two parent household and, you know, having you know brothers and sisters to play with and all that. I didn't, I ain't had it, you know, <laughs> like I had. You know, my my grandmother and my mother, you know, they raised me. Um, you know, and then I had aunts, you know, who who had a who had a, a a hand in raising me. So, you know, the 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 kids from from my aunts or whoever, you know, them was like them like brothers and sisters to me, like because I didn't I'm, my mom didn't have any other kids. I'm the only child. So, you know, like I, my my. My upbringing is 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 different. It is it, different from everybody's upbringing in my family. Let's just put it like that. You know, I have a different upbringing from everybody in my family. You know, just because of you know how you know how I came up. And um, Cuz was one of them people. Um, whenever I would get out of line or act up, <laughs> you know, Granny would say, you know, she was either gonna get two people. And he was one of them people, and you know he's a he he was a big dude, and you know me growing up, you know I was real skinny, so um, you know he he put the fear of God in me sometimes, you know. But all, every time I spoke to him, you know it was always positivity, you know he always had encouraging words for me, you know let me know everything was okay, everything was gonna be all right. Then once I got older, and I kind of fell into a situation where I had lost my job. And um, I didn't really have a direction. I didn't have a plan after I had lost my job. Um, you know, he just kind of, you know, he kept me uplifted, you know, because it, it was times where I was really going through it. 
didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, you know, you, you, you try to make best with what you can. You know, you, you make do with what you can. And um, it was tough. It was tough uh, for about five, six months after I had lost my job. It was really, really tough because the bills, the bills don't care if you, you know, if you got a job or not, you know, <laughs> the, the, the bills at the end of the day, they just want to get paid. So, you know, things can stay on. Lights can stay on. You know, uh, cell phones can stay on. Internet can stay on. Cable can stay on. And I ain't even have money to pay for cable. So they cut cable off. So I had to, I had to do things to make sure I had cable and, you know, you know, work for a little bit until, you know, my little finessing of the system didn't work no more. And they, they cut, they cut the basic off. <laughs> so I ain't had basic no more. So it was, it was a really, it was a tough time. So, you know, every time, you know, I would walk into the church, you know, I would walk in with my head held high, but deep down inside, you know, I, I was really feeling the, the emotional part, you know, just wondering like, man, where am I, what am I going to do to get this bill done? How am I going to be able to pay this bill? How am I going to be able to do this bill? And like the, the materialistic stuff wasn't even on my mind at that time. The shoes, the clothes, um, the phones, you know, the, the electronics, none of that was on my mind. I just wanted to make sure that I can take care of myself well enough to where I didn't have to call mom like, hey, mom, look, I need to come stay with you for a little bit because, you know, I ain't got no money to, you know, continue to pay this rent. And um, no matter how bleak the situation was, no matter how tough the situation was, I made it through. I made it through. I, I may not have made it through with, you know, things that I wanted, but the things that I need needed, I definitely was able to make it through. And he was just one of them people, you know, who just told me, like, you know, you know, everything's going to be all right. You know, you know, just keep pushing, keep moving, keep your faith, you know, keep your trust, trust and belief. And, um, you know, something's going to work out for you. And eventually, you know, something worked out for me. And, you know, here I am today um, living the, the most comfortable life that I could possibly live. Um, I could do what I want. Um, I could go and buy whatever I want, you know, and then, you know, on top of that, I'm building towards something um that when i do have little tyrones or tyronas or tyrishas or tyrianas or tyranasias or tashianas what um i can <laughs> i can pass <laughs> i can pass this on to do you know it the legacy the legacy will continue with all the ties all the ghetto ties but there'll be ties nonetheless but um you know so you know Man, you know, I went through that. I went through that Saturday. I went through that whole maybe them whole three days where, you know, I was just, I was really feeling it. I was really, you know, in the in the motions of of everything that had went on. Man, you know, everything that had went on. You know, it was like, man, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe this is happening. And you know, I, I ain't lie. I fell into a little, fell into a little, a little stage of depression. You know, I was a little upset, a little more upset than usual. You know, I had got to the point where, you know, I had changed my number because I just wanted to just dis not disappear like I wanted to do cause physical harm to myself. But I wanted to disappear. I didn't want nobody to call me. I didn't want nobody to text me. I didn't want nobody to, to Instagram me, Snapchat me, Facebook me, no social media me, nothing. I just wanted to go away. And not be bothered, <laughs> and just and just chill and be by myself. And um, it was only then that I had to that that day, you know, the the day of the memorial service. I had to really, you know, once I got home, man, I had really thought about it. And, you know, I was just like, you know what, I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, he wouldn't want me to feel bad. You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't want me to be sad. He wouldn't want me to 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 ask nobody out. Um, because of something that unfortunately is just a part of life, you know, you know, sometimes you, you, you kind of expect it, you know, somebody has cancer or, you know, somebody's dealing, been dealing with an illness for X amount of years and, you know, you can kind of prepare yourself, but when it's unexpected, this is just one of them unfortunate things of life, you know, unexpectancy always happens. Um, it, it happens when you, you, you least suspect it. That's why it's unexpected. So, um, 
You know, it was just like, you know, I can't feel bad. Um, I can't feel bad. You know, I can feel bad. I can mourn. And I can, you know, I, 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 everything that I do now, I just got to do in his memory. And um, and that's that's kind of where I'm at, man. You know, I've been on, I've been back, like on my grind, grind. Like when I first started, you know, you know, just just studying and, and writing, and you know, just doing 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 the stuff that I had been doing, um, where I had made lost focus for X amount of months. You know, thinking that I had made it. You know, kind of being comfortable with certain things and realizing that I shouldn't be comfortable with these particular things that, you know, I should continue to move forward because at the end of the day, I want to be able to, you know, strive and be successful with something that I've really put. I put my money into, you know, I put my time, I put my effort, I put sweat equity, equity, blood equity, tears, all that. I put all that into this to be able to create the best content that I can that I can possibly create. At, the, at a particular time, week in and week out, and I lost my place um, with the with 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 you know the you know meeting with people and you know the the, the amount of the amount of downloads the show has gotten or you know the the, the amount of countries that the show has listened to. I kind of let that get to my head and lost my place. And you know that's one thing about success, man. When 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 you work for it and you get it, you know sometimes you know you fall right into you fall right into that success trap and you think that you that guy, and failing to realize that just as quick as you got it, it, it was hard for you to get it. But if you procrastinate, you BS and do all this other stuff, man, it's easy for you to lose it. And that's kind of where I was, man. So um, like I said, man, rest in peace to <sighs> because. Troy, man, I love you, man. Lay to the death. Um, thank you for being there for me, man. Thank you for always having uplifting words for me. Thank you for always letting me know that no matter how bad the situation is, <laughs> it could be much worse. And um, you know, everything I, you know, what I do now, I continue. I, I do in your memory. And um, you know, you wanted my. One of them angels that watch over me now, along with my grandma, my cuz, my little cuz, Mike, um, my uncle, man, my auntie, Betty, my auntie, Margie. Um, I love you guys and I appreciate every single one of you guys because each one of you have brought something to the table to me, a, a kid who who grew up. A lot of his years, a lot of his teenage years, a lot of his preteen years, a lot of his child, early childhood years, grew up and didn't grow up without a father figure. And my, my mom could only do so much, you know, to, to raise me. And, you know, everybody, everybody chipped in. Everybody chipped in. Everybody had a everybody had to say so. Everybody had a little piece of the pie to to develop in the, the Tyrone that you see now, the. The appreciative Tyrone, the humble Tyrone, the 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 give back Tyrone, the 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 the, the grinder Tyrone, the, the the smart man that is Tyrone L. Smith, the third Eagle Warrior, Saint Pentrance. That's not a word. That's definitely not a word. The word of the day is Pentrance. That's what I said, right? Pentrance. That sounds like a word. That might be a word. I don't know, but that's gonna be my word of the day. Entrance, but um, like I said, man, all things considered, man, I thank every, I thank you, Troy, love you, man. Um, rest in power, rest in peace. Um, continue to look out to the family, man. You got two boys who doing their thing. Um, a wife who was loyal. Um, you see the impact that you having on my mother. You know, you guys are like the best of the best. You guys were so close and she took it so hard. And, um, you know, thank you. Thank you for everything, man. So uh, before we get more into this episode, moment of silence for my cousin, please.
All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, um, it's no easy way to transition into the into this week's show. So, I'm gonna try to do it the best way that I could, man. So let's let's get into it, man. Y'all already know what time it is, man. Episode number lucky number thirteen. Episode number thirteen of the show. Where I was investigated by Robin Mueller too. Is that the name, man's name? Robert Mueller? I know his last name, Mueller. I was investigated by him too. And come to find out, they didn't have enough to charge me with obstruction of justice. Now, there's nothing I could possibly obstruct of justice because I don't live that kind of life. I don't have ties to the Mexican mafia or the Russian government. You know, I'm not a big hacker of computers. I can't rig an election. I can't do those things. I can't build tunnels to, 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 to escape from prison and go to my other tunnels or my other hideaway spots. I don't have billions of dollars to pay prison officials to look away as I build these tunnels and, and all of this other stuff. I don't have the balls to tell Mexico to shut, to, to, to get, your, get your stuff in line. Stop something that's been going on for tens and twenties and thirties and forties and fifties of years. Or I'm going to shut down your border and I'm going to affect everybody's life. It doesn't even matter to this point. I don't have that kind of power. But I never obstructed justice. Because frankly, I'm scared of police. Shout out to the Hamtramck Police Department. Y'all know I was going to shout y'all out, man. Anytime I talk about law enforcement, I got to shout out my boys in Hamtramck. Uh, so, shout out to the Hamtramck Police Department. Y'all scare me every single time I'm in Hamtramck. Um, I legitimately have to drive 15 miles under the speed limit just in case they try to pull some little petty stuff. Talking about some of speed. I had sp- sped off. Like, come on. Anyways. Got him, coach. Yes, 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 yes. And I am your host, Tyrone Smith, aka Wrong Too Exclusive, aka Mr. Hustle Bandit, aka Mr. Sneaker Bandit, Four Point Island, lock him up, wrong. Who be? Spinning around the world, spinning around the world, brush to my hair, oh, I'm spinning around the world. Daytona 360, alive and in the flesh, and y'all already know I come to do man I come to give y'all that Dylan Dillinger hot fire That H-E-A-T Heat Y'all already know how it go So check it out man I told y'all man I've been on a, I've been on I've been on a whole nother grind this past week man So y'all already know my favorite time of the year is upon us the nba playoffs man the nba playoffs is upon us 16 teams 18 from each conference battling it out to see who will be the best of the best who will take home that coveted gold larry o'brien trophy and have bragging rights until the next season where 32 teams will compete for a spot one of the 16 spots in the playoffs next year to compete for that same larry o'brien trophy and there's a lot of been there's been a lot of entry going on with the playoffs so far first things first man <sighs> one bell for demarcus cousins please man because it's unfortunate this man has been through as much as he's been through never played in a playoff series Goes to Golden State betting on himself, betting on himself to show teams this coming free agency 
with his playoff performance that he is a guy that has recovered fully from this Achilles injury. And he is going to garner the big bucks. He wants the big bucks to be able to show that he can lead a team. Well, not necessarily lead a team because in the NBA now, you can't have one guy lead your team. You got to have two or three guys. And it's got to be a conspiring conglomerate of group of guys to all come together and be able to lead a team to the championship but demarcus cousins came to golden state wanting to prove himself that he can be one of the guys that if you had the bread cap money this summer you can get you a boogie and he chases down a loose ball and he tears his quadriceps he pulled the Kevin Nash on us. Heck, he even pulled the Triple H on us. Triple H and Kevin Nash had histories of quadricep injuries in the WWE. Look, I don't know how the WWE reference came in there, but it just came in there. Shout out to Kofi Kingston for winning the WWE Championship. I don't know how that goes, but he's the SmackDown champion now. So shout out to him. And... um. Y'all better get it together because if my baby Shasha Banks quits WWE, I'm never watching Raw again. And that's facts. But um, Boogie tears his quadricep and he's not coming back for the playoffs. He's, he's not playing another game for the playoffs. Which now leads the intrigue. Will he be a max guy this summer? And we'll talk about that a little a little more. We'll get a little more in-depth with that when we talk about free agency, um, which will be coming up very, very soon. Um, I'll do a whole nother episode on that. So bookmark that question. Is DeMarcus Cousins still a max free agent? But let's get back to these playoffs, man. Like I said, a lot of entry. Golden State blows a 31-point lead to the Clippers in game two. Which was very, very shocking because I was telling Kevin Looney in that game to go crazy because he was going crazy. And I'm watching this game and you're seeing the score dwindling. You're just thinking that Golden State isn't going to implode. Like, you know, they're not going to implode to to lose this series, to lose this game. They're Golden State. They're going to be able to hit shots. They're at home. You know, the crowd is going to, you know, will them to this victory. But, um... Didn't happen like that. Sweet Lou Williams went crazy. Him and Montrez and Shamit, they all went crazy in that fourth quarter, and they came back and beat the Golden State Warriors, which woke them up because the Golden State Warriors smacked them in game three, and then they just beat them, um, I'll say yesterday, since this technically is a new day, but a lot of people don't consider it a new day until the sun rises. So for me, once 12 o'clock hits, it's technically a new day. So they beat the Clippers on Sunday, which would be yesterday. Yeah. So, um, you know, they, they, they were walking the inner monster. And I think maybe that's what Golden State needed. I think that they realized that they have way more talent than everybody else in the West to where they can go on their, uh, another run like they did that one year where they won 16 games and only lost, lost one. And they could be that dominant of a team. Um, but they have these moments where, you know, they lose a little bit of focus. You know, they take in 35-foot fadeaway three-pointers. You know, they're passing the ball uh, recklessly. And um, they lose that focus sometimes. And they allow teams to stay in games. And 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 sometimes, you know, they, they self-implode. And, and they lose, you know, games that they should win. I think this... 31 point loss that they had suffered by the hands of the Clippers. So they had to be not scored by like a whole bunch of points to lose by 31 points. But to be up 31 points and to lose the game had to awaken them to, to realize that maybe they can get away with this with the Clippers. They can they could get away with this. They can lose this one game and they can still be okay they can still put out the clippers in five which i think is going to happen i said it was going to go five it looked like it's going to go five just like i said um but when you go into like houston because houston looks like they're going to beat utah in in their series and when you go into um possibly either like a portland or a denver um denver is 2-2 right now with san antonio portland is 3-1 against okc they just won tonight 
um they can't do this against the better teams because the better teams will take advantage of that and destroy the warriors like the warriors i feel are more vulnerable than what they've ever been and that's just my personal opinion but you know you had that happen and then you know you had the demarcus cousins thing you had that and you had the warriors losing with all these these points and um you have my pistons shout out to the home team you got the pistons stinking up the joint um you know they, they didn't have blake griffin in the first two games and it obviously showed um andre drummond is making blake uh brooke lopez look like man hakeem hakeem david o'neal chamberlain um ewing morning matumbo uh he making them look like all the great centers that ever played in the game man like andre is just he's really really struggling he's really really struggling brooke lopez is Embarrassing, and that's so hard to say because Andre is having a great year. He had a great year, but one of the knocks that I've always noticed with Dre is if he gets a mobile center on him that can move around a little bit, or if he gets a center that kid that plays more NBA traditional type center instead of your normal traditional center for what you know a center to be, which is to be in the paint. Um, banging, posting up, rebounds, all that other good stuff. And they play more of the today style center, which is out on the perimeter, shooting threes, taking the ball off the dribble. He struggles against those type of guys. And you can see he's struggling against Brooke Lopez. Giannis is, Giannis didn't have a great game in game three. Um, I think he had like 14 and 10 um, in game three. Um, Blake Griffin had came back and he had made it a little tougher for Giannis. Um, but the first two games, Thon Maker was getting his money, his his lunch money took, his lunch money, um, his rookie contract, his second contract, his future contracts, um, his high school contracts, his shoe deal. Like he was getting all that took from Giannis. Giannis was just making poor old Thon. Poor Othon. He was just making him look like a baby. It was just, it was, it was really, really hard to watch. Not to say that I'm a Pistons fan, but you know, just being from Detroit, you know, you just want to, you want to see your hometown team at least put up a fight. Put up a fight. Like, give me motivation to want to go down to the Pizza Dome and watch you guys play in the playoffs. Like, I was gonna get tickets to, um, tonight's game, and I don't even want to go because why? Why would I pay $107 for tickets to watch the Pistons possibly lose by 30? Because they've lost by double digits in every single game so far in this series. And I just can't do it. But, um, so there's a lot going on. So there's there's a couple things that I want to talk about, man. So let's get into this episode of April Madness. And I need some, I need the perfect music to kick this off. Let me think of something. What would be the perfect music to kick off April Madness and what I think is going to happen for the rest of the playoffs? Hmm. I got it. Cue the music, please. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Give you that good old NCAA Final Four music. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. NCAA tournament time. That's the best time of the year. Um, who won the final four this year? Oh, yeah, shout out to Virginia, man, from from worst to first, you know, because last year they lost to the 16th seed, so you're the worst team, you was the worst team in the thing. I don't care what nobody said, you were the worst team. So to come back and be able to be able to beat Texas Tech, which beat Michigan State, um, shout out to y'all, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for those kids out in Virginia. Um, tough for the Texas Techers. You know, they beat my Spartans. You know, I had the Spartans uh, winning it all. And, you know, just didn't happen the way that I thought it would. But that's how it happens, man. So, now let's talk about the NBA April Madness. Let's talk about it, man. We got to talk about it. So, we got to talk about the favorites going forward, man. You know, we all know what the series are. Everybody has played at least four games. Everybody has played at least four games. There has been one sweat sweep that has happened. 
We'll talk more about Indiana and Boston a little later. But you have to wonder, who are the favorites? Who are the favorites coming out the East and the West? So we look at the West, man. The West, the West right now, I think it's obvious. I think Golden State is still the favorite, uh, no matter what the situation is. But you know what? I I look at Houston. Houston is coming up on the uh, Warriors, man. They are really, really playing well against Utah. James Harden went at one at one stretch in the game. He went like 0 for 15, but he still impacted the game with his assists, rebounds. He had like five, six steals, so he was still impacting the game. And if Houston is going to win, now granted, against it is against an offensively challenged Utah team, but if Houston can win games without getting the best from James Harden, man. You have to accept the fact that Houston is going to be a legitimate threat. A legitimate threat. But, in the meantime, between time, I'm going to have to put Golden State because I feel like the Clippers have woke them up. I feel like Patrick Beverly has awoken a beast in Kevin Durant. And now I feel like you're going to get playoff Kevin, which is not a great thing for the rest of the Western Conference teams and for the potential Eastern Conference representative in the NBA Finals. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. And you can thank Patrick Beverly for awakening that beast in Kevin Durant. So Golden State is my favorite in the West. In the East, the East is a little tough because Milwaukee is looking good, but you gotta remember, you gotta, you gotta remember the sources. Milwaukee's playing Detroit, and Detroit isn't really that great of a team without Blake Griffin. And with a hobbled Blake Griffin, they're a little better, but they're still not that great. And they don't have nearly the firepower that the Milwaukee Bucks have. And it's very, very obvious <laughs> in the scores of these games, which is quite ridiculous. Um, I legit, I was legitimately mad watching Game 3. I almost threw my iPad on the ground. Then I had to think about it and realize that I paid a lot of money for that iPad. And if I threw it on the ground, then I wouldn't be able to use the iPad, which is my source of, um, which is my source of, of being able to put together these episodes, man. That, that, that... <laughs> If y'all just heard a noise, it was just this noise telling me to restart my uh, Windows 10 update, which I'm not going to do because I'm recording right now. But it just scared the crap out of me. So if you just if you if you lost, if you seen my if you seen the loss of moment that I just had. Shut up. If you just seen the loss of moment that I just had it's because of that noise, it scared the crap out of me. I thought it was something outside thought it was maybe the police or something like that it it kind of it kind of made me feel some type of way but uh hey that was kind of scary but um like i said man the pistons aren't on the level of the milwaukee bucks and it's very very obvious that they're not on that level and um it's unfortunate because you have to really wonder is the is the bucks are they really for real man because it's like you can you could do all these great things against bad teams but that doesn't mean that you're really, you know, you're able and ready to, you know, take the um, position of being, you know, a dominant team um, in the playoffs. So you got to kind of think about that when you look at this Milwaukee Detroit series. But nonetheless, the Bucks still look good. You know, they still got to play the game. They still got to make the shots. They still got to stop pisses from making the shots. And they still got to get players out of their game. And they've done all of these things so far. And they'll be looking for the sweep later on in the night. So, Milwaukee is a serious contender. Boston. Boston swept Indiana, which I thought it was going to be a seven-series game because I just kind of like the way Indiana competes. They've been competing without Oladipo. Uh, Bogdanovich is kind of – he's been playing very, very well. Um, I just felt like, you know, I felt like Indiana was going to wheel their way to at least three games, but I felt like Boston's talent and depth was going to be able to overcome the, um, the, the scrappiness of Indiana, but it just kind of didn't happen that way. For the first two quarters of each game, maybe the first, maybe three quarters of each game is kind of competitive back and forth. And then Indiana always had these lapses, whether it was game one, it was the third quarter. It was game two, it was the fourth quarter. Game three was, you know, a little mixture of the third quarter and the fourth quarter. Game four was, you know, more so like the last X amount of minutes in the fourth quarter. So they've always had these lapses that kind of prevented them from being able to, um, to take a game. And it just kind of caught up with them. You could kind of see where Oladipo was missed because they just didn't have a guy to be able to 
to to get buckets. You know, Bogdanovich was the guy. He was the number one option. But Bogdanovich, he just had moments where he kind of struggled a little bit. And it was obvious that he was struggling. And it just seemed like once you seen that he was struggling, you just kind of seen that the whole team was struggling. You know, Tyreek Evans, you know, he was kind of struggling. He wasn't able to do what he normally does. Miles Turner, you know, he played well. Vicious dunk on Gordon Hayward, by the way. That dunk was just, that dunk was nasty. Man, that dunk was nasty. Like, that dunk was so nasty. Like, I was like I was getting ready. I was about to go take a shower. I was all ready to take a shower. I had the Old Spice in my hand. I had my towel in my hand. I was ready to go. Like, when I when that dunk happened, I legit ran out the house. I ran out the house. I ran outside. I'm like, whoa, whoa, play on basketball. And I ran back in the house. It, it was crazy. But um, that dunk was nasty. But, you know, he had his moments, you know, of inconsistency and, and, and pretty good play. Um... But Indiana's looking, I mean, not Indiana, Boston looked very, very strong in that series. They swept them. So you have to consider them as one of the favorites. Toronto. Toronto is up 3-1 against Orlando. Orlando snuck out game one. And um, a lot of people wonder if this is going to be the same old Raptors uh, with a different cast. A lot of people was, uh, you know, down Kyle Lowry's throat for not being able to, uh, you know, get the big one, you know, to continue his struggles. He had no points he had no points in game one but he had eight rebounds and seven assists to something to that extent you know so maybe he wasn't scoring like he was supposed to but he was still a factor in the game and then game two and game three he kind of came a lot more game two he had 22 22 points he tried he showed people that you know it is not what it what you think it is and you know he came out and he played very very well um, game three, he had 12 points and 10 assists. You know, he played very, very well. Um, so, give Kyle Lowry a break, man. Give Kyle Lowry a break. And, and he had a pretty good game this game, uh, game four, too. Um, Kawhi Leonard had 32. Kawhi Leonard is looking good. Um, hopefully, he stays in Toronto. I really want to see him stay in Toronto. I want Toronto to, you know, be able to dominate that Eastern Conference. Um, but who's my favorite, man? Out of them three teams, I have to say, them three teams are my favorite. Um, really not a big fan of Philly. Never really been a big fan of Philly. Um, not saying that they're bad or anything of that nature. I just never, I just haven't been a big fan of uh, Philadelphia in terms of, you know, getting far in the playoffs. I think maybe the second round is going to be their best. But if I had to pick a favorite from those three teams, um, I have Boston going to the championship. So I would have to say Boston is my favorite going in from the east um i had teams on upset notice currently the only team i can look at right now would probably be denver and a lot of people wouldn't even consider that to be a upset because of the championship i mean the playoff pedigree that san antonio has with greg popovich you can kind of get these guys to play be able to play their best um it's been a really really good series though really really good series um Jokic and Murray, they came out and they played very, very well game four. I was really proud with the way that they came out and played. Torrey Craig did a wonderful job um, game four, starting for Will Barton. Gave them a spark that they needed. Will Barton came off the bench and was able to get himself kind of back on track. He still kind of struggled with the shot a little bit, but he was able to hit more than what he had been able to hit in the previous two games, the previous three games before the um you know before the demotion um so i was i was happy to see denver be able to bounce back and like i like i like i had stated like i, I put in my notes i said that denver is gonna they gonna they gonna go in the dog fight it's probably gonna go six i, I have denver winning it in six um they gonna have to they gonna have to taste it they're gonna have to they gonna have to really feel it so they they gonna have to go through a loss at, at home um, to help them win a game at home and they're gonna have to have a loss on the road to be able to come back out and to win a game on the road you know they're gonna have to really get this taste they're gonna have to you know they're gonna have to grow within their wins and their losses um because i feel like they're gonna be a team in the final four but we'll talk about that a little more later but that's a team that is definitely on upset notice on the east you could have probably put philly in there um brooklyn was looking very very good until um, they kind of lost their composure. Um, Mike Scott hit a big three. Joel Embiid dominated the game. Um, Jared Allen got his lunch money took <laughs> at the end of the game. And um, they lost. So, 
you know, Philly than Brooklyn. And I felt that was going to be a hard-fought series. And after game one, I felt like Brooklyn could have possibly had a chance. But it doesn't look like they'll have a chance now. I feel like they'll give them a, a, a heck of a game in game five. But at the end of the day, I feel like Brooklyn will pull it out. So, teams on upset notice. The only one I can really think of right now is the Denver Nuggets. Cinderella stories so far in the playoffs. Man, Cinderella stories. You know what? Everybody seems to kind of be, you know, doing what, you know, what they're supposed to be doing. I guess if you can see if you consider one Cinderella story, a lot of people say Gordon Hayward. He's a Cinderella story because uh, a lot of people feel like he hasn't fully recovered mentally. Maybe physically too, but more so mentally from the um the, the catastrophic uh ankle injury that he had. But um this close out game he had 20 points. He he looked it very, very well. He looked he was moving very, very well, able to get to spots that he needed to get to to get his shot off. He looked at it very, very active on the defensive end. Um so this is what you like to see, especially with a team that doesn't have Marcus Smart right now. They need everything that they can get from Gordon Hayes. Because they brought him in to, for situations like this. And, you know, at least for this series, he was able to deliver and be effective. So, that's one Cinderella story that I could think of. The Portland Trailblazers are definitely a Cinderella story. Um, I'm not a big fan of their roster. I feel like they could have done more. Um, and especially with uh, Nurkic going out, the way he went out, and having to throw your, your center's duties to Ennis Cantor who is a great offensive player but is very very challenged defensively but you can tell and he's looking to fill the void that Nurkic left which Nurkic was a very effective offensive player but he was also a very good defensive player you know an anchor in that middle for them and you know he's trying to fill that role he may not be able to be the best at but he has been effective enough to be able to be a to be able to hold down the fort and be able to do what he does. He's a great rebounder, so he's rebounding. He's a great low post scorer, so he's in the paint. He's, you know, he's he's drawing double teams, kicking it out to Dame, kicking it out to CJ. Alpha Rukamino had a great game, game four, 19 points. They need another guy. Who's going to be that third guy who's going to score for Portland? Because you know Dame's going to get his, CJ's going to get his, but who's going to be that next guy to help them be able to, uh, you know, to be able to go far in the playoffs. And so Portland has definitely been a Cinderella story for me, despite their number three seed. I felt Oklahoma City was going to come in and it was going to beat them. Um, Westbrook does his thing. Paul George, you can kind of see that he's been affected by his injuries. Um, Even though he's putting up numbers, it doesn't look like the numbers don't look good when you're struggling and you're turning the ball over and you're missing a lot of shots and this, that, and the third, and that, and the third, and the fifth, and the third, and the fourth. So it doesn't look that good. So they're down 3-1. Can Oklahoma City come back? That remains to be seen. Um, so that, those, those, that's been my um, Cinderella story so far. Like I said, it's, it seems like everybody's doing what they're supposed to do in the playoffs so far. It seems like it's not really nothing crazy, nothing indifferent or anything. It seems like everything's kind of going the way that you want it to go. Um, maybe a lot of the game ones is a lot of the surprise, but you can kind of see where teams are kind of coming. You know, things are kind of, you know, balancing out the way that they're supposed to balance out. So now let's get to my final four. My final four will be these following four teams. I got Golden State and Denver in the West. I have the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors in the East. So that means Boston and Milwaukee will play each other next round. And I just feel like Boston is the better team. I feel like they have more capable bodies bodies of guard and Giannis than what the Pistons have, of course. And, you know, just overall, that scary Terry Rozier, Eric Besso matchup is going to be revisited again. That should be fun. Uh, Brogdon should be back for the second round. So, you know, that's an added boost. Um, got Meritich, got Ilyasova, Brooke Lopez is playing well. So I just feel like they are playing... Wait a minute. Why am I hyping up Milwaukee? But they have all of these factors to make this an interesting series. The Bucks have all these factors to make it an interesting series. But the Celtics, the Celtics, that's what I was talking about. I don't know where how, how I just did that. But um, you know, they have all this, this depth. 
you know, Michael, not Michael, but Marcus Smart will be coming back. And, you know, he's going to be able to help them. You know, he's the heart and soul of the team, so he's going to give them an added boost. And Kyrie looks like he's, you know, he's playoff Kyrie. And um, overall, I just like I just like Boston more than I do Milwaukee, even though in the midst of my explaining, you probably would have thought that I was that I like Milwaukee. But I think Boston will pull it out. I think it'd be a six, seven game series, but I think Boston will pull it out. Um, Man. So, uh, I talked about the Warriors. Warriors, they, they're just the best team, and I feel like Houston, Houston's going to give them a run for that money once again. I think it's going to be a good series, but I feel like Golden State is going to have one of them games where they just give lackadaisical, uh, perform, a lackadaisical performance, and Houston is going to come out, punch them in the mouth a little bit, and um, Golden State is going to um, be able to bounce back, and um, it's going to be a nice heavyweight fight. I feel like Houston is more talented than Golden State, so... No, I feel Golden State is more talented than Houston. So, Golden State is going to win. Um, Denver, I, like I said, I feel like winning a game at home in the playoffs, winning a game on the road in the playoffs, that is going to help their psyche. And they're going to be able to pull these next two out. Um, and then they're going to get, they're probably going to get Portland. And from. The games that I saw, Portland and, and, and Denver, it was one game where it didn't really matter because Denver had already secured their spot. Um, they won that. Portland won that game, but the game before that, you know, Denver destroyed it. And um, I feel like it would kind of be the same thing because Denver is just a much better team. Um, I talked about Boston and why I felt like they would be one of the Final Four. Toronto, defensively, they're playing very, very well. Um, Kawhi's playing well. Kyle Lowry's doing what he needs to do. Mark Gasol is looking like a very, very good pickup. Serge Ibaka is solidifying that second group. We got Van Fleet, Norman Powell. So everybody, everybody's contributing in the way that they need to. And um, they're tired of being labeled as the, the playoff chokers. So they want to come in. They're coming in with a sense of urgency. They're coming in with a chip on their shoulder. And everybody is, you know, contributing the way that they need to. NBA Finals. I got Golden State and I got Boston and I got the Warriors winning it in six games. Like I said, Golden State is going to have these games. I feel like every round they're going to have a game where they're playing really, really well and they're going to get lackadaisical and the team's going to come back and probably beat them. And that's just going to wake them up and help them realize that they can't take it easy with these good teams and they're going to come out and they're going to win. Boston's going to give them a good fight. But at the end of the day, Golden State is going to pull it out. Wow. All right. So, April Madness. April Madness is done and over with. Um, Let's end the show with my top four stories of the week. Sit back and relax. Sit back and relax. Time to have some knowledge dropped on you. All right. So, in the midst of the playoffs... The class of 2019 Hall of Fame was announced back in back in March. Back in March, I think. Was that March? It was March. So the, the class of 2019 was announced. Um, this isn't a very good class. Uh, the headliners include Vladi Divox, Sidney Moncrief, and Jack Sigma. Um, Teresa Weatherspoon also made the uh, cut. As a Hall of Famer. And it got me to wondering. Because Chris Webber. Got snubbed once again. But Vladi Divox. Made the All-Star team. And it has to be a separation. Between International Hall of Fame. And NBA. And, bas- and, and, and Basketball Hall of Fame. And I know they, they catastrophe. They, they categorize a Basketball Hall of Fame. So you got International Women's. Um college high school all that so all of these conglomerates of basketball is all under one roof but there's no way no disrespect to vladi divox there's no way that vladi divox should be in the hall of fame before chris weber are you serious like that doesn't make any sense man and if and i'm not mistaken i, I gotta double check it, but if I'm not mistaken, I think Arvidas Sabonis is also 
in the Hall of Fame. Arvidas Sabonis is all mate. Awesome. Yes, Arvidas Sabonis is also in the Hall of Fame. He was inducted in 2011. Now, do you really think that Arvidas Sabonis is a Hall of Famer before Chris Webber? Now, I know what he did overseas. Yes, great. Wonderful, wonderful what he did overseas, but there should be a separation between International Hall of Fame and NBA Hall of Fame. Because if we're looking at NBA Hall of Fame, there's no way guys like Marcus Johnson, uh, personally, I feel Ben Wallace should be in the Hall of Fame, but you know, I, that's just biased because Ben Wallace was my favorite player growing up. But Chris Webber should be in the Hall of Fame. There's no way. Lottie Diva should be in the Hall of Fame before Chris Webber. So it should be a separation of the two. Separation between the International Hall of Fame and the NBA Hall of Fame. And if you want to put the WNBA with the, in, that, in that same conglomerate, maybe it should just be a Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. Like it should be separate branches of Hall of Fames. Like it shouldn't be like the NFL. The NFL has the Hall of Fame, but you don't see like USFL players. In the Hall of Fame or NFL Europe players in the Hall of Fame, you know that you don't see like other players from other leagues in the Hall of Fame, you know, like the the NBA Hall of Fame is kind of like the WWE Hall of Fame. They just kind of, you know, they just put anybody in the Hall of Fame just to put them in there. Chris Webber should not be a snub of the Hall of Fame, no matter what you think of his career, the time or whatever the case may be. Chris Webber should not be snub for the Hall of Fame, and that's just my personal opinion on that. Um, Wade and Dirk retired. Wade left with a trip dub. Dirk left. Dirk left well too. Two of the greatest to ever compete in the National Basketball Association. So you got to give them the utmost respect and give them the most personal. Give them the props because they really put in the work. They really did wonderful jobs changing the game. Dwayne Wade is even as one of the top three shooting guards of all time. Dirk. Is a guy who has changed the way the game is played. He has made it cool for big men to be able to step out and hit threes and take guys off the dribble and all of that other good stuff. Dirk was the, wouldn't say the pioneer of it, but he was a guy who really helped shine a light to the big men who do all the other stuff. So, shout out to Dwayne Wade and shout out to Dirk Nowitzki. Um, but the way Dwayne Wade played, you know what? Him, LeBron boys, if LeBron can get some guys to come over there in L.A. this summer, hey, I would not be surprised if I, if I see Dwayne Wade coming out of retirement to play for the uh, for the L.A. Lakers to, uh, to, to push for another championship. Um, as I stated earlier in the show, Indiana was eliminated from the playoffs. Unfortunately, they gave a good run. Um, so where do they go from here, man? Where do they go from here? Um, they got some interesting questions, man. They got a lot of guys who are about to become uh, free agents. Guys like Wesley Matthews, Tyreek Evans, Bo John um, Bogdanovich, Darren Collison, Corey Joseph, Thaddeus Young. Um, Demonis Sabonis is going to be a free agent next summer. Um, a restricted free agent, which means that a team can sign up to an offer and an Indiana can match it or not. But they're going to have to pay him. So it's going to be a lot of entry for Indiana, man. They're about to lose some. They potentially could be losing some key guys. And this could be. And I, I hate to say this, man, because a couple years ago, I called uh, Indiana Pacers, uh, the Indiana Pacers, the Bobby Schmurter and Roddy Rebel of, uh, of, of the league because they just came out of nowhere. They came out of nowhere and they got all the success. And you just wouldn't expect them to have all the success. But, um. This could be the, the, the trend going downward for Indiana, man. Um, you got Oladipo who's hurt. Um, you got Oladipo who's hurt. He tore his ACL back in January. That normally takes a year uh, to recover from. So you got to look at if he's going to be with the team. You know, is he going to be with the team before January? He's going to be with the team after January. He's going to just be there for maybe like a stretch run. Is he going to miss the whole season to come back next season? You gotta worry about you gotta wonder about that. Um, and if that's the case, um, where they surprised teams where they were able to compete by doing the scoring by committee thing, I don't think they'll be able to do that anymore. And they have to bring in a guy to help them get buckets. 
I think they'll have enough. I think they have some money to play with this summer to be able to get a guy like that. A Kimball Walker will be a wonderful addition to that team. But it just remains to be seen. But shout out to the Indiana players, Pacers for doing their thing, man. Because they really, really held the fort down. When a lot of people didn't expect them to be able to hold the fort down. Like I said, I thought that they was going to be able to compete better than what they did. But they wasn't able to. Now. End of the year awards. Let's get it over with. There's the right way, the wrong way, and Daytona's way. Which could be a combination of the right way and the wrong way to you, but in his eyes, it's always the right way. Here's this week's Logically Correct Because He Says So. MVP. No, 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 we're not going to start with MVP. Let's start with Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Trey Young came on very, very strong at the end of the year. But I'm going to have to go with my boy, Luka. Luka Doncic, man, from, from the beginning to end, he was the guy, the catalyst. He played like a veteran, even though he kind of was a veteran because he had been playing overseas for a couple of years in the league over there. And, you know, that league is just as competitive as the NBA. But then again, you could always say that, you know, he... Guys that played in the league came back from to the NBA. They wasn't as um, effective. Uh, Brandon Jennings, Jimmer Fredette, uh, <laughs> guys like that. So there was still opportunity of failure, but he didn't take that opportunity. He kept doing what he needed to do. So Luka Doncic is has given Dallas a very very promising future. And then you look at him and Kristaps. Kristaps going to probably be back this season, next season. You know, they got a little money to play with. They're looking at uh, Vucevic. I think they should go out there with Kimba Walker. I think that'd be a dope combination with Kimba, Luka, uh, uh, Kimba, Luka, Kristaps uh, team. I think that'll put Dallas right there in the mix in the West. Um, but I'm going to have to go with Luka. Luka's going to be my rookie of the year. Sixth man of the year. <laughs> no doubt is going to go to Sweet Lou. Averaging 20 points for the Clippers, man. He's that, he is that, he's that guy. Doesn't like starting, feels better coming off the bench, maybe because the shots are, the shots are more for him off the bench, but at the end of the day, he's perfected his role. The all-time leader in bench points, passing Dale Curry. So, uh, shout out to Sweet Lou. He's going to be able to win that award. I think Montrez Hill, he'll get a lot of, uh, he should be in the mix for it as well. Demonis Sabonis is another guy who'll probably be in the mix for it as well. Defensive player of the year, I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is averaging about 2.3 blocks a game, which isn't leading the league. Miles Turner led the league in block shots, but you can see his impact. That game against Houston, he had about seven to eight blocks. Just closing down the paint just made it so much difficult, so difficult for the Rockets to get anything in the paint. Um, and that's what he's been doing all year. It really hasn't been a guy to really separate themselves in terms of winning the award. Uh, Draymond Green kind of fell out of, fell out of that consideration. I don't really consider him one of the elite defenders. He's a very good defender, but not as elite as he once was. Uh, maybe that's because he was dealing with injuries and things of that nature. But I'm going to get this to Rudy Gobert. Most improved player, I'm going to go with Pascal Siakam. He's playing very, very well in the playoffs. He played very, very well this season. Um, he went from 7.3 points to 17 points and improved in every statistical category. Um... He's really, really helped Toronto. He's given them another dimension um, offensively. You know, he's really, really coming into his own. Um, and in an event, if Kawhi does leave, I think Pascal could come in. I think it could be a 20-point-per-game score for them. And maybe they won't lose that much of a beat. Um, you know, they'll probably, they'll, they won't probably they won't be the same. But, you know, I feel like Pascal will come in and, you know, be effective. So Pascal is going to be my most improved player. Coach of the year, coach of the year actually went to Mike Budenholzer. Of course, you know, he coached the best team in the league. The Bucks was the only 60-win team in the NBA. But I went with Kenny Atkinson because there's no way that Brooklyn should be a 6 There's no way. There's no way Brooklyn should be a 6 Um You could also win with Steve Clifford because that, mat, that lineup that they have, I just felt like this mismatch and it just didn't make sense. But he made it look very very well and you seen that they was able to take a game from Toronto they're getting beat right now though three games to one but they were at least able to take a game they were able to do something that my Pistons 
aren't able to do yet. So um, I went with Kenny Atkinson. Um, he got DeMar- D'Angelo Russell believing in himself. Karis LeVert is playing very, very well. Spencer Dillwitty's playing very, very well. Jared Allen is coming into his own. You look at this team. This is a team that was clear rebuilding team now to a team that's going to go into the summer with some money to play with they can get it they can possibly get a guy Julius Randle will be a nice fit for that Brooklyn squad I'm telling you Julius Randle man go to Brooklyn man you'll have a really really good chance there um and last but not least my MVP a lot of people was going to go with Giannis because he's the best player on the best team. And that's usually how MVPs go. Except for when you average triple doubles in the season like Russell Westbrook. But I'm going to go with James Harden. I just think that if James Harden wouldn't have went on that tear that he went on. Where he was putting up 50 points and 30 point games. Every other every game for like 30 straight games. Houston wouldn't be in the position that they're in. You kind of seen where James Harden was struggling. Houston struggled. But James Harden was able to come into his own. You see he's playing very, very well. He's able to affect games in, in more ways than one. He's a very, very effective playmaker. Um, defensively, he's one of the league leaders in steals. You never would have thought that with James Harden. You never would have expected that in, in your line if you, if you said you would have. But um, he's, a, he's affecting the game. Just like Giannis, he affects the game too. But I just feel like in the East, I feel like 17 point per game, 18, 19 point per game, Giannis would, would have kept um, Milwaukee and maybe in one of the top three seats. James Harden, the way he was playing, maybe he was getting all his points, but he was struggling from the floor. Um, if he didn't play the way that he played, especially with Chris Paul being injured and all of the turmoil and things that they went through with their team, um, they had the whole Carmelo uh, Anthony thing that didn't work out. If it wasn't, for him stepping his game up and, and, and putting the team on his back, literally, um, I don't think Houston would be in the position at the end. So, those are my end of season awards. That's my episode. Oh, and shout out to me for accidentally spending $585 by accident and having to refund that money back to myself because I didn't mean to spend that much money. But yeah, that's just how things go sometimes. And TCF, man, look. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll get into my WTF moments of the list. I gotta put some more people on the hit list too. TCF going on my hit list because TCF is terrible as a bank man. And you know, we just gonna have to go. We just gonna have to uh, part ways. This is getting ridiculous. But um, hey man, I've done what I needed to do. I appreciate you guys rocking out with me, man. I'm your host, Tyrone Smith, Raw 2 Exclusive, Hustle Bandit, Sneaker Bandit, 4.9, and Lock'em Up Wrong, Daytona 360, signing off, and I will holler at y'all next week. Rest in peace to Nipsey Hustle. Rest in peace to my cousin, Troy. Rest in peace to all the fallen angels out there, man. You know you watching over us, and you got your eye on us, making sure that we are doing what we need to do to be able to succeed while we're here. And that's how we go in the show. So I'm going to holler at y'all next week. Peace. Thanks for listening. Your support just helped the show get closer to that bag. For more info on the show, hit up Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Exclusive Breakdown. Talk to you next week.